Welcome back to Comeback. As usual, I am your host, Connor, and as you are aware by now, I enjoy interviewing people from Saigon, Vietnam, and also all around the world about people's hobbies, interests, journeys, experiences, work stories, and much more. Today, I'm delighted to welcome my first ever guest from Lithuania. It is Aurelia, and we're going to talk about a wide range of topics, and mainly her own work, which is energy code healing and more. Aurelia, how are you? Uh, hello, thank you, Connor, for ha having me here. Yeah. Mm. How would you describe what you do, Aurelia? So what I do, so I am well-being intuitive energy practitioner. I help people to release the emotional baggage. And the best part of it is to release it permanently. Excellent. Yeah, I find this fascinating because I suppose right now I'm 25 and towards the ages of 18 to 21, I just try to explore so many different unorthodox techniques like NLP, hypnosis, uh, rapid eye movement mm -hmm. or all of these kind of things and I'm just interested in that you don't have to go down the traditional route of say psychotherapy and those kind of routes even though I'm not knocking them I'm still interested in the unorthodox approach and I suppose to pique my curiosity I'm wondering how you began so how did this I suppose happen for you <laughs> you want to know the very beginning of all that I or so, emotional yeah. body code so actually I was looking for how to help myself I was sick and I was looking for different kind of ways that, that help and, uh, and it really works, you know, and I found that uh, cure for myself and I loved it so much and I kept on going, experiencing other modalities, so I'm now certified in four of, of modalities and I, now what I really practice with my clients, with people I work with, it's uh, called body code and emotion code and I love them so much because results are just fantastic results and how emotion co code came to my life it was also very very interesting so my friend from America she she told me about that but I didn't pay much attention and then another lady in Vietnam she found me and happened to be that she is an emotion code practitioner as well and then I thought wow like two people from different parts of the world they contacted me with a message and I thought oh it's very interesting so uh, the friend in Vietnam, she gave me a book about that. When I read it, was wow, yes, I, I do it. It's definitely for me, and it felt right from the first moment. Mm. Mm. Do you mind telling me about, I suppose, your own background? You mentioned you were sick. May I ask you a bit more about that? As in, <laughs> were you sick physically, uh, yes. emotionally? I was sick. Uh, I was uh, had a, I had a skin disease, and doctors say that they cannot cure it, and I'm going to come back like often to them. And, you know, in my mind, I said, I'm not going to come back. I'm definitely going to find a solution. And before emotion, let's say energy healing came into my life, first I started with like a very physical things, like uh, being on a diet, uh, uh, acupuncture, like cleanses, uh, even leeches, you know, I tried many things to help me, you know, so it was a, a road, uh, you know, a way I... I had to go until I reached it to the point where I am now. Mm. On that journey, how did you evolve as in, I suppose you had to experiment with different types of things and see what suited you and do you mind telling me more about that experimentation? Experimentation? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Mm. So when you found out that you're sick and the doctors say you have to keep coming back and you're like no I'm not doing that uh -huh. what kind of techniques did you first start doing you know very very early on 
so you know for me that that period when I was like looking for a solution for myself how to help myself it took uh, until I discovered uh, like a first energy healing technique for myself it was a two time like period so two years I was struggling and you know looking solutions uh, in let's say very available and very popular what people might recommend but then after two years, I believe even, you know, that period of two years doing both physical things also helped me in a way. And, you know, it, it was still like cleansing my physical body, right? Like getting ready for the energy or another level, you know? And so every, everything what happened in my life, I'm very grateful for that, you know? Every step in, in, in the journey, it's very precious. Mm -hmm. A lot of the guests I've had recently have spoke mm -hmm. about that exact concept of being grateful for the suffering. Because when you look at, I suppose, the life is a jigsaw, like you can't have it all, you can't have it without those pieces and it does, I suppose, all add up once you step back, observe and see how it's developed. Yeah, so the thing is that at this moment you cannot see the whole picture, right? As you are like uh, connecting with Jigsaw, like uh, pieces together, but at the end uh, you're gonna see that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So how how when did it click when did you realize this actually really works for me was there a aha moment or was it just a s series of steps uh well many many ahas moment many you know i just was so drawn to that like i i could do it day and night for me it was like at some point i found myself even being out of balance because we still need to have that balance you know like uh, with the, our i'd say connected with the earth right like not to be so much so but i got many many half moments every modality was uh, and still is amazing to me you know it's uh, helping in in different way in different levels but still very powerful and amazing so even uh, uh, theta healing uh, what i did uh, i've been practicing theta healing for 10 years and uh, wow what it gave me a lot uh, like help my intuition to evolve a lot you know the best thing is like during the the le classes of theta healing we have like 70 percent of a practice so theory is only 30%, so all of the time you do practice, and when you do practice for another person, you share what, let's say, what you saw, what's happening, like, because we really work on intuition on that level. And, uh, and another person always confirms that that's true. So, you know, you really start to believe, wow, what I see is true, right? So and when you get that confirmation, like always, so it's like, then it really makes, uh, gives a lot of confidence and in, like uh, trust in self and that's then also it's a part of uh, the process. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, just getting that, I suppose, feedback of the, the work that you've been practicing is having the desired effect can be so beneficial and where you think, right, there is definitely some kind of, some kind of cure here. And I love the fact we mentioned earlier, just alluded to it, that it's permanent as well. Yes. You can just drop something permanently. So for me, why emotion and body could click to me? Because I really see results and the results are permanent, you know? So it's, it's just so worth doing it, you know? It's so worth. Mm. You mentioned modalities. Mm -hmm. um, for someone who doesn't actually know what, <laughs> what you mean, what, what do you mean by modalities in terms of healing? Uh, so special, let's see, special techniques, how to do it, like uh, special systems. Let's say every modality has like a special system, like how you do it, how you start, what's the process, what's the, the special steps what you take, 
what you do okay it's like and of course when you master everything like uh, when you really master and you can you open your intuition so more information is even coming when I do body code sessions so what I have in the, in the in let's say in the system of body code what they teach I still get extra information during the session that's not yet included in the system so it's like uh, it's always you know evolving and and growing mm. how do you this might be tricky i'm trying to think how to phrase it okay how do you read intuition <laughs> how, how does that work read yeah. intuition okay it's, it sounds uh, <laughs> so intuition is not a woo-woo first of all okay it's, it's a, not a, a woo-woo it's mm. not like something like mystical magical let's see it's a skill you can master and everyone can master as uh, the same as we learn how to write to read to walk it's the same skill as intuition it's giving to everyone just uh, if the person invests time in, in uh, practicing intuition it grows right the same with any other thing you practice and you even just get better and better than that so um, intuition for me it's more like connecting with the subconscious mind of the let's say first with uh, mine if I work on myself and if I work with the client so it's connecting with the client's subconscious mind and subconscious mind is uh, our master computer there every information every detail of your life is stored there and even details of your ancestors even from the past lives from like every information is stored there and let's say and our subconscious mind is so clever it knows uh, the reason of the problem let's say if the person is uh, have uh, having physical uh, issue physical disease our subconscious mind knows why it's happening why why it's there right and our subconscious mind also knows what we need to do in order to change that so that's why it's so effective because when we work let's say with a client right we tune in the subconscious mind and we get exactly what's causing the issue and we change that you know and that's uh, that's amazing and you know everyone can do it just uh, if everyone can do it like how can you do it if that makes sense like yeah so first you learn it you learn it you master the skill you you evolve your intuition and actually even the motion code it's a system that uh, even the beginners can do so how to get uh, connected like information from your subconscious mind you can use your muscles okay so our muscles has uh, have memory like uh, let's say if information in subconscious mind is true so our muscles are strong if information is false let's say you say something and you can check the the strength of your muscles and if it's uh, false information your muscles are weak okay so let's say uh, we can check any any information let's say my name is Aurelia and my muscles uh, if we check it would be strong and if I say my name is Connor my muscles would be weak and uh, when we work with people we just get information uh, from the muscle response but uh, as I love working online because I work with people from another countries as well mostly actually and uh, so I use my muscles in order to get information from the clients uh, you know subconscious mind so it's called another another let's say proxy method that our subconscious mind has ability to put our needs aside in order to help another mm. so it's also a beautiful quality of 
yeah. we're human beings. I like the fact you've mentioned this muscle testing technique mm -hmm. because um, I think I told you a some a lady that I visited, like a, a mutual friend of a friend, she showed me the one with the fingers. Where have mm -hmm. you go? My name is Connor. Mm -hmm. It goes like this. If you say my name is Aurelia, there's resistance, and it works on everybody. <laughs> so I'm I'm just wondering, like the link, like how would you articulate the link of how it works? Is it because our subconscious is running throughout our muscles? How how would you describe it? So uh, as I said, like if your muscles, uh, if it's true, your muscles are strong, right? Like if, if it's false, it's weak. So you can, you know, you can use any, any muscle in your body, any muscle, fingers, arm, like legs, even wh what I love to use, I use my neck, like neck muscles. Okay. So it's also like, so any, any part of our body is giving us information. Okay. So it's, uh, it's, it's phenomenal. It's like, and so available for, for anyone, you know, who is willing to do something, right? Who is mm. willing to, to, to change uh, life. Yeah. And how come you think it isn't, let's say more readily available where I feel like to discover this, mm -hmm. you have to like really go out of your own way rather than it being on say, taught in schools or like social media or those type of things. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's a fair assessment that you would have to do that? And how come do you think it's not as accessible as perhaps it should be? It is very accessible. If you, if you look for that, you will definitely find the very accessible information and so on. But uh, wh why I love to, to learn from those masters who created those systems, because they have a great knowledge. If you, let's say, learn from by yourself, of course you, you can do it, but it would not be as you know, the quality of it would not be because they are sharing the knowledge in a, such an amazing way, you know, and you just, there's opportunity just to receive, you know, what they are sharing. Absolutely. Mm. Can you talk to me about some shifts you've seen? Because um, we, we've mentioned this quite in a few and the comeback beats the setback is the show's ethos. It's all mm. about how you overcome the challenge. And I think it ties in with your work where you don't actually have to go through and relive the trauma. You can just kind of go with it. And I think that's key because, you know, I, I don't, with this whole comeback ethos, I do want to hear about the setback just to kind of get an understanding and context. But I want to hear more about the setback, you know, how you improve, how you evolve. Can you talk to me about some results you've seen, any shifts that have Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to share because it's uh, it's so inspiring even for me. I have many chefs, you know, and um, even don't know what to start from. <laughs> uh, the most uh, special for me, I would start maybe from the most special for me. So it's a girl. Uh, she is now she's six years old. She's a girl from Lithuania, and we started. Uh, working with her because she was at age five and a half she was not able to walk okay so she had difficulties she was able to crawl she was able to stand by holding objects but she was not able to to walk and after just three sessions she started walking and she's running now for me it's really a miracle you know how you can shift things like um, it's amazing you know and we still continue working on her because she has other difficulties as well now we are working on speech and after each session there is still improvement you know in the sounds she makes so it's 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 fantastic you know to see and especially working with kids they have um, they have less emotional baggage 
less, much less and the all the person gets the mo and if has a person hasn't done anything so the emotional baggage is just like uh, adding on you know and uh, yeah another story so how people you know where they felt like anxious and then after that like it's gone I have also stories they know we work on something like it was really that difficult for the person like severe and when it's it's resolved people forget about that like it never happened to them you know but because we take notes and we evaluate uh, after so we have this recorded right and for me it's just fantastic you know how a person can struggle so much so much and then it's like cured it like goes out like it never existed like mm. naturally your attention your energy goes completely to to another direction yeah i also recently had a girl now i'm sharing about the the kids somehow uh, also she is um Mm, you know what she had to she had to go to the swimming lessons and she was like very anxious about that she didn't want she 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 had overweight and she was like uh, didn't want to do that at all and she was quite angry at home like not happy and after a session she's going to the swimming lesson for the joy and the mother said like uh, she even sent me a testimonial that uh, you know she's completely new girl like full of life happy like enthusiastic so you see how it's like really miracles happen you know and uh, it's it's the just uh, what uh, what person choose you know i love the saying if you want to have different results you need to take uh, different actions right mm -hmm. yeah and there's mm -hmm. similar quotes about um if you do the same things you get the same results Result, and exactly. all those kind of things yeah. you can just like tweak it slightly yeah you mentioned the word miracles which i found mm -hmm. found interesting because we also spoke earlier that this is accessible and you can start from a certain level how um i suppose like what would you suggest like to a beginner I, I know that might sound quite broad but let's say a beginner looking to somebody's out there right now and they're really struggling whether it be anxiety depression guilt whatever it is how would you i guess advise them into starting with either intuition or energy healing or emotion code you know because I work with people so first I would recommend them to have let's say chat with me and see whether I could help them in that case because yes if you know the emotion there are many trapped emotions the person just cannot see behind them okay they just really like being in that emotional state right and then it's difficult to see further than that so it's good you know to receive that help to get in balance and then from that point, you know, like it's uh, much, much easier and smoother to go and to do it uh, by themselves. If they haven't mastered, let's say, let's say how to help themselves yet. Yeah. So, uh, of course, professional help is always, you know, it's, uh, it's a good idea. And then, of course, then trying and seeing how another person works and you can see is it for you or not. Yeah, you can also, it's even doing these things, you also grow in some way, mm. right? From learning, uh, learning from another person. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier the two people in Vietnam that reached out to you. Uh, do you have like a community here or like any mentors and influences that share in similar practice to you mm -hmm. that you seek counsel from or try to develop mm -hmm. from? Uh, I have a global community, not in Vietnam. I'm connected online with uh, other bodies, uh, energy healers globally from many, many countries. And I have coach, I have mentor. We work on other things as well. So she is also from America. So 
but there are many great healers all around the world yeah for sure mm. I'm wondering here about like the aspect that it can be released you don't need to know what it is but you can go back into like past generations and mm. find out what say a certain moment or a certain trigger is for example five generations ago and on the dad's side of the family mm. it was caused by a woman for example mm-hmm. how, how do you figure that out let me ask you so it's the same muscle testing because this information is stored in your subconscious mind so we access this information but as you said you don't need to know to release actually so we need to know what we are releasing right so first we find out uh, let's say if a person comes to me right let's say with anxiety yeah so we check is there like we always get like information from subconscious mind it's not me who is like uh, let's say thinking you might have it no it's like very clear system and very like i trust it 100% because results are talking for themselves so we check uh, is there anything related to anxiety yeah if you have anything like what's causing that and if we get answer yes we go and check what's causing that right and then we uh, step by step we release one one thing at a time and then if it's uh, let's say something inherited coming yeah we can check we can check from which side it's coming from mother or father we can go and check how many generations back like ago it started yeah and it's very interesting very interesting to know and even you can learn about your your genetics you know your ancestors you can learn you know something learn from that mm-hmm. yeah and the beauty of healing inherited things that you not only heal yourself you heal your ancestors and you're healing future generations yeah absolutely i mean there are so many quotes around once you help yourself yeah. it then helps others and you can then lead on and on and yeah. I think it's great that we have these approaches and that they're accessible and that you're able to do the work. Um if we bring in say let's say science spirituality, mm-hmm. how do they link with your work would you say? Like the science. I believe it's very much linked depends on what kind of science, right? Like quantum physics, it's all about that, right? It's about working with energy, it's the smallest particle like atom that's uh, quantum physics, they like discovered that's uh, more than 99% of empty space. Right? It's like proven by science and what we do, we actually work with energy as well. Like, uh, so there are great minds uh, like uh, scientists who and that uh, give those proofs, you know, to, to these kind of things. It's also like a uh, father of quantum physics, Max Planck, who said like, if you change uh, the way how you look to the, to the object, right? the object you look at changes. So it's like, it's very much connected, you know, very mm-hmm. much connected with the science, yeah. Can I ask you, does it have any any kind of link or parallel with, say, law of attraction or those kind of methods? So everything is, uh, everything is connected, for sure, right? And um, laws, yes, they exist, like laws of the universe, there are, thousands of laws right and there is like um oh but this is i'm not sure i want to talk about that because it's such another like broad yeah, topic i could definitely love to talk about that you know <laughs> what oh, we could spend an hours talking about yes so you know uh, there is also the way to master to master laws and you can even overcome them when you master like virtues okay so 
<laughs> what I say, it's like another another topic I believe to share. Sure. Because it's, yeah, we are we are influenced by the law mm. of the universe for sure. Excellent. That's a whole other podcast that we could do <laughs> in like a separate time. But um, um, we mentioned earlier the concept. I can't. Did I ask you about intuition? I did. I asked you about intuition, and you said it's not woo woo. And often that phrase woo woo comes up when we're dealing with, I suppose, this kind of stuff with healing. Let's say broadly. And there will be skeptics. There will be people who don't believe, who think it's crazy, etc., etc. Sure. How, how do you deal with that? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't deal with them. I don't. Uh, if the client comes to me, the client is willing and ready for change. Okay. So skeptics, skeptics just don't come to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it's totally fine for me. You know that uh, there are skeptics, and uh, I respect them, and it's it's their choice. And but. I just don't have, you know, like a business with them, let's say, right? Like yeah, sure. they go their way, I go my way. But uh, what else? You know, in uh, we also need to be quite aware where we put our energy in, right? If the per like skeptical energy, it's more like uh, not very creative, right? It's more like destructive energy, right? Like uh, destructive. And uh, I am about my like my focus is for create something good, right? Like to create, to build, to to do something, you know. And I don't really want to waste my energy on like uh, where it's like, you know, no point. Let's mm. say. And even you know, even the day when everyone says uh, says that like, uh, no time, no time in a day, right? Like it's like no time. No, it's time. It's every every time it's the same, right? Just no energy mostly because they spend their energy in the wrong like uh, wrong way they waste it mm -hmm. i love the fact you've mentioned this about like spending energy i've it's really hit me recently about conserving and using it in the right way i love that aspect actually of skepticism being a negative energy field because i've thought this before it, it hit me with an example of you know if you're motivated if you're motivated to please those around you mm. rather than to prove people wrong it's much much better because ultimately I think you know when you're trying to prove people wrong it can it's not I think the actual motivation is okay like as in to actually achieve a goal but the energy of negativity I feel like is there and for some reason that popped up when we we're having that conversation you know for me what you said like to please people or to prove them wrong. For me, it's uh, neither one or another, you know? Right, okay. <laughs> Even for me, it's also no intention to please people, you know? Sorry, when I say please people, that's, that's my mistake. <laughs> I mean to um, improve those around. So for example, Time, okay. people who believe in you, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> so say for example, I, I think I can achieve a goal. Those around me believe in me, that's great. Mm. Like it's, it's doing it for them as well as myself, but those who, you know, doubt me, be like, right, I'm going to show you. I would rather put my energy into proving the believers right than the doubt is wrong. That's what I meant to say. But I said, please, people, which goes into <laughs> people Maybe pleasing. I heard differently. You, you did, I said yeah. it wrong. <laughs> mm. I don't know what to see, actually. I don't know. What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> the initial question, well, we were actually just talking about mm -hmm. like energy and skepticism comes from quite a, like a destructive ah, sense. About skepticism. Yeah, and putting the energy in the wrong places. If mm. we talk about skepticism, we can talk about other things, trivial matters, which often I find myself asking, does this matter? And that helps me conserve a lot of energy that otherwise would go to like fretting and worrying. And when I think of the grand cosmos, it probably doesn't. You know, so this... Uh, Mm, also about the results, right? So yeah. I spoke about a little bit about other people, but how it helped me, okay? Because I love, uh, I also love uh, working on me. It's like, uh, and to spend time from, you know, just for myself. I love it. 
And you know, when I uh, released uh, my emotional baggage at a certain level, let's say, uh, like shield of illusion came out for me. Like I started seeing things the way they are without that illusion. And for me, it's now very clear, let's say, when I see the people, I can clearly see what's their intention and what's how, like from what, you know, way they are, from what intention they are acting, you know. Mm. And then it really helps, you know, and I believe if everyone could take that shield off, you know, that illusion, you know, would be much, much better place to live, you know, because they are like, let's say, so trapped emotion, okay. So the person, let's say, Oh, it's also like a very huge topic I could talk, so we need to narrow it down. So what's very interesting that our organs and glands, they generate emotions. And phenomenal in that is uh, that our organs and glands generate it, but our body has to process it. So we generate, we have to process it. And then it's out, uh, body is out of balance, it's not able to process it, and in that way, emotion gets trapped okay and then the more we trap the more body gets imbalanced and like difficult happens like recovery becomes really difficult and so on and so on so it's also like uh, we can do an analogy like when the person traps emotion it puts like a let's say lenses of another color yeah let's say lens like blue color yeah and it starts seeing everything let's say trapped sadness right like trapped sadness and then a person starts seeing everything through the blue lenses. And that becomes like in the long term, it becomes norm to the person, right? And, and everything what he sees or she sees, like sees through the bl- blue lenses. But, um, and then uh, let's say it's time to like, uh, comes time and it, it's being released. So again, the person sees the true colors, right? The mm. true colors of that. So that's I really love and I have many clients who say that, you know, like I feel like I'm much more clear, you know, clear what I want to do. Yeah, where I'm going. It's like natural then that our natural states come back, you know. Mm. Do you find people try to cling on to like let's say the sadness because it's familiar and our mind loves familiarity? It only clings when it's trapped inside. Okay? When we release it, it's like free from that. Yeah. Mm. And that's beauty in it. And is it literally released like that? Yeah. In that moment? Yeah. Yes. Still, uh, you know what's happening. Happen- after the session, there is processing time. And everyone has a different processing time. And it also depends how strongly, let's say, uh, I cannot say how strongly trapped it was, <laughs> I believe, but how deep the process was for mm. a session. And. Uh, yeah and everyone has different processing time so it depends it can be one day two days like uh, i also have people like uh, today i believe it was like three four six days no very very different and uh, so during that time there might be like ups and downs emotional ups and downs because so what we do we shift the energy right like uh, we change the energy but our physical body has to adjust right mm. to those energetic changes so sometimes it's like 20 percent of the cases like they experience those symptoms of those few days being like very sensitive might be very sleepy you know tired yeah that happens Mm. And we've spoken about how it can be released and then you see things more clearly and there will be lots of benefits. 
but still life is life like you will still mm. get challenges mm -hmm. so I suppose the challenges still come of course but they're mm -hmm. just diluted as in they don't hit you in quite the same with quite the same intensity yeah. as beforehand how does it work you know people this uh, people just start seeing things differently okay let's see the same sh situation if having uh, reacting with the trapped emotions that would be something like terrible and when the emotions being released so it's the situation you see from completely different angle from completely different perspective and then i believe like uh, the setback at some point it's a lesson for us opportunity for us right to learn to grow to like not uh, like setbacks are not intended to hurt, uh, hurt us right it's just given like a chance to grow and to step you know go forever and just uh, when you you are balanced and when you're peace with yourself so any setback then it's like you accept it as a gift you know not as a something like terrible and dramatic and and so on. Sure. Um, I'm trying to think here about what motivates you. Is it seeing like the results time after time? Is it like just keeping you back? Yeah. Oh, results. I'm results driven for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love results. And for me, when I see people are being like freed, you know, like uh, it's an amazing, amazing feeling. And even, you know, if let's say, yeah, each session when we start, we evaluate, let's say we identify the issue, what we are focused, because we need to be very specific where we are going, right? Because there might be different things, but we want to achieve this specific thing. So we get uh, like uh, uh, in a scale from zero to 10, you know, how intense it is and so on. After the sessions, every time we check and usually the number goes down, you know, sometimes it goes to zero, sometimes it drops, but you see that it's shifting. You mm. see it's happening and still after processing the number even can go even lower, you know. And uh, yeah, and of course the stories, the success stories, how everything, it's, it's amazing, you know, it's amazing for me. It's, I, I feel blessed, you know, mm. doing that, being able to help people. Are there any like exercises or techniques like that are slightly meditative that you can do by yourself in order to access these kind of resourceful states or is professional help advised? Uh, sure, there are plenty of things for how you can help yourself. Definitely, you know, even the first one, the most uh, simple is just uh, take a piece of paper, a pen and uh, write down, you know, let's say just uh, feel what emotions are coming up. Okay. It was a moment that I didn't know how to do emotion code, body code, so I just sit down and like uh, I wrote down the emotions and you know you write one emotion it, it feels like it's actually being released and then another come another and you know I had the moment that I wrote down like uh, four pages of emotions you know but still and that's a healing process as well because uh, you acknowledge you acknowledge that feeling you know and it's also healing when we don't resist we don't fight the emotion we accept it it's very healing and let's say if something somebody is like struggling now at the moment who is listening us and just uh, say yes to that feeling you know it's very healing and uh, and yeah and you can repeat even like yes 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 to that feeling and you will feel it it will become much lighter because difficulty happens when we fight it, when we try you know to resist it that's the the conflict but when we accept that, 
it's a healing it's healing mm, yeah i think there's all sorts of quotes of like what you resist persists and mm -hmm. sometimes just going through where the discomfort is or the pain is kind of the ultimate way to get over the other side and see things with a more clear lens mm, just people very afraid to feel you know and nowadays it's like uh, fear to feel you know like sensitivity is something bad right mm. but sensitivity it's a beautiful gift given mm. yeah. I, I like that reframe because I used to think oh I'm too sensitive to things mm. but sensitivity as a gift is almost the ability to access yeah. your human emotions and we have so many I, I was reminded of Tony Robbins when you were talking about the writing down all your emotions where we'll often only have seven or eight words to describe our emotions so sad happy anxious just really basic when really you can like look deeper like mm -hmm. are you energized are you enlivened are you uh peeved like just use mm -hmm. like kind of what words with slightly less intensity or slightly more depending on what state you're in and really accessing the wide range of emotions that we have Yes, it's, you know, it's, uh, I believe it's emotional intelligence, you know, like, uh, <laughs> I also have clients and it's very funny who don't have that emotional intelligence. <laughs> and when you ask something, how do you feel? Go it's the only answer is good or bad, you know, it's like no, no other answer, like, and f they just don't, they are not connect with, with their emotions. But still, even working with most people, this, these modalities do magic, you know, even they cannot like, but um, so I, 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 I'll tell them what, what's trapped and maybe it's also a way for them to learn that emotional intelligence when they connect with that feeling and they see, yeah, oh, maybe it's that feeling of insecurity that, that feels like uh, low self-esteem and like different kind of. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question that mm -hmm. it's, I've been pondering for a while and I'm sure with your work you know a lot more than me. And it's almost like a generic statement, but those who do harm to others are secretly hurt. Uh, harming themselves or they're hurting themselves mm. you know for example uh, when someone's a bully at school mm -hmm. and they're, they're often being bullied themselves and that's why they've kind of gone yeah. and I this is right no by no means I'm no scientific evidence for this mm -hmm. but I have a theory that people who are causing pain to others are mm -hmm. in pain themselves yes. and I'm sure lots of people also have that with your work how do you see would you agree disagree what would you I think? agree 100% happy person would never hurt another person for sure and if something it's like um, you know all the sufferings everything happens from pain right like some someone is in pain and doesn't know how to deal with that then that want to get rid of that pain and that harming another person helps at some point for that person not to feel his pain so it's it's totally true, and uh, what's interesting and very very common in in, uh, in you know what work I do, it's actually our relationship with uh, our parents. You know, like uh, many cases, you know, like many cases, like people come from uh, either mother, you know, it's uh, really like um, caused much much pain and trauma and drama in life. I've uh, at the father, you know, it's like uh, very, very common. So even healing this relationship from from the person perspective, it's it's such a healing and life changing. And the best thing is when, um, so let's say I work with one person at a time, yeah. But the benefit is like benefiting the person, benefiting the family of the person, colleagues, 
like community so it's a huge you know huge just ripple effect ripple yeah. effect yeah definitely so when we start doing that mm. it's a uh, great does it increase empathy where for example you could be let's say I, I hear from a lot of my friends mm -hmm. like oh I'm annoyed at my parents because of this but then when if you look back they were going through their trauma from a previous generation and a previous and perhaps didn't have the tools techniques or anything to really know what they were doing they were literally doing their best so do you, does this work I guess give more empathy to other humans gives uh, clarity and understanding yes because yes when we do it <coughs> and uh, quite often I see let's say mother intuitively mother comes to this session right like energy it, it means like that something like related with mother yeah something like and then we work on that like uh, and very often you know comes like inherited uh, stuff and exactly coming from the mother you know and uh, yeah so you you clearly see the picture what mother had inside why she acted like that it's not it's not always that you get like very clear understanding why but yeah you, you see you know and <clears throat> very often it's like it, even that emotion was didn't like belong to the mother you know it was created like generations ago and you know it's like like that like people are really unaware what emotional baggage they carry and they carry a lot of stuff that doesn't belong to them and you know to free themselves from that it's just uh, just a new life absolutely and i suppose from from all of this practice of what you've seen what do you wish more people knew about themselves no i wish people would love more themselves i really wish for that and uh, and they would, uh, you know, invest their time in emotional hygiene. It's really, it's like a personal hygiene. It's very important to, you know, like, to release that, like to be clean, like inside and outside, you mm. know, not only like outside to look nice, yeah. but also, you know, that what really matters, right? What's inside. Mm. What I've never heard that, fr I've heard the phrases of emotional health, etc., but never emotional hygiene. Yeah. It just came to me, so it's like, uh, and it's uh, nobody, you know, teaches that at school, but it's really, it's really, me as an empath, I can really feel emotional pollution, you know, when I'm with the people who don't invest that in their emotional hygiene, so empath can really sense that, yeah? yeah and uh, even, you know, so anyone can go into the room and they can, after that, they can feel like, kind of uh, feeling different, right? Like. Yeah, yeah, it's like um, emotional hygiene, emotional pollution. Like, we should be, you know, aware about that because it's not only for yourself, but it's also for another person, right? Like, you're also, like, taking, like, personal hygiene to feel good, but also to, for others to feel good, to ha be with, being with you, right? It's exactly the same. Absolutely, yeah, and just kind of looking at what's there and being self-reflective and just seeing what kind of things you can do to work on yourself. What techniques do you have, I asked you earlier, on your emotional hygiene? Is in, do you have any rituals or practices that you abide by? Mm, so yeah, so, so I do what, I, what I, I know, you know, like emotion, body code, I love it, I love it, it feels so good, you know, and I always, 
at all. It's not. I mean, I also had one case just a, a little bit going, uh, not answering directly your question. I had a lady, and actually she's from Ukraine. And when all this situation happened with a painful situation with Ukraine, she was stressed out. She's from Vietnam, and I said, you know what? Let me. I will release. You know, emotions. What's causing? She was not with me, we didn't see each other during the session. And I said, okay, I'm going to do it now. So you just sit down on your couch, like whatever. And I did it. And then you know what? She texted me, she said, wow, I feel like I just took a shower. You know? She said, I feel like I just took a shower even she was sitting on a couch doing nothing, you know? So it, it, that's how it feels. Mm. It feels so fresh, it feels so light. And it's very common to hear people saying after the session, like, I feel much lighter, I feel like fresh. Mm -hmm. What does success mean to you? Success? Mm. For me, success is joy, lots of joy and uh, doing, you know, what I'm destined to do, what, you know, doing uh, what's coming from my heart and being received that's that i believe that's success and also mm, successful yeah being uh, i believe uh, also even exchange like to get paid for what i do it's also a beautiful thing you know like mm. also giving but also receiving it's beautiful thing and success it's uh, it's it's, for me, it's also being able to help others. It's, I feel, I feel it's uh, yeah, it's where success is. For it me. ties in with ikigai, um, something you're paid to do, something you are good at, something you enjoy, and something that helps others. Actually, that's all four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you hit all four of them, then you've hit the sweet spot. Yeah. Oh, I see. So, so. I said the right. The right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm hoping for with ikigai. So yeah, absolutely, um, I'm wondering here. Are there questions we should be asking ourselves fairly regularly as in you know so let's say not the spiritual one of who am i but where am i going what am i doing what do i really want <clears throat> for me what really matters it matters the intention why you do one thing why let's say why you do the podcast what's your what's your intention right and everyone like uh, can ask the, this question like why i'm doing what I'm doing, right? Like, or whatever action person is taking, like, why I'm doing that? Like, what's the intention behind that, right? Because uh, that that's really matters, you know, with what intention we create our world. So this is why, why, yeah, to ask why I'm doing this. Like, what's my, what's my intention? Another question is, um, it's also what I'm feeling, yeah? It's like also like, uh, to spending time like uh, with yourself to uh, to observe right that attention time for yourself many people are longing for that attention they want you know to get attention from outside and they are not uh, you know aware that actually they can give that attention to themselves absolutely mm. and the more you invest in I suppose yourself and giving yourself that attention and love the better it will be for Definitely. you and, and for everyone, for everyone yeah right? Before we come towards the end of the conversation, I always ask the guests this next question just to make sure they get the most positive experience that they can. And it is, has there been a question that I have not asked you that you would have liked me to <laughs> or that you expected to, but for some reason I didn't? I didn't know you were going to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I have no idea actually. I have no idea. No, what I wanted to, I mean, what I wanted to share and did not ask. No, I would love, you know, to ask more questions. Uh, you, you know, yeah, okay. but, uh, <laughs> but no, I think I'm good. Excellent. And final question. If it's November 2022 right now, if we had this conversation in November 2023 and I said, welcome back to come back earlier, you've come back. Uh, how's things? What have you been up to? What would you like to be telling me about what you've achieved personally, professionally or in any kind of sense? I have a very strong feeling what's coming for me. I, I just feel it. I feel connected with that. And... Uh, just it's so special and secret for me that I'm not you know willing to share it with everyone at the moment but uh, but I, I believe it's a good year it's coming Excellent. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually the same so <laughs> I can't wait for our next catch-up whether that be November 2023 sooner after that we'll see when it is thank you very much really I've really enjoyed hearing I suppose your journey the work you do what you do and why and keep up the good work thank you very much thank you Connor.